Monday, May 7th. Welcome to the show. Fantasy Week 6 getting started here. We have an afternoon game, so get those lineups set early. Adam Scott and Nando here. Scott already said he's depressed. That's a quote. Depressed <laughs> about his podcast league team. I am. We're 1-4. I'm <laughs> thinking I'm about to lose again. It. I was telling you just before we went on, I have more starting pitchers than any other team in this league. I only have one bench spot for a hitter. And yet, it seems like the other guy always has more two-start <laughs> options than I do. I don't. I don't know how that's possible. You're running into a bad string of luck. It'll turn yeah, around. It'll turn well, around. one in five. That, that's a. I mean, it's not quite the same as one in five in fantasy football, but it's still a steep hole to. You didn't lose yet, of. Scott White. You're only one in uh, four. It's <laughs> Monday. It's Monday morning, and you're already like, yeah, I'm losing this week. He's yeah, got a game this Monday. Bright and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back from your weekend. We had a. Oh, God, these these Monday shows when I got like three days of box scores and uh, to sort through. It's like, how do we cram it all in? But we're going to try here. We got plenty of bullpen news. The Twins have a new shortstop. The Royals have a new starting pitcher. So many injuries to talk about. Josh Johnson struggling. Irvin Santana can't get a win. Albert Pujols homer, Nando. Huzzah. Awesome. Huzzah to Albert. Start him this week. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll start them. All right, here's some of the crazy things that happened over the weekend. You guys can tell me what you think. Scott, um, Freddie Gonzalez, Braves manager, he banned Frisbee tossing in the outfield. What's up with that? This is honestly the first I've heard of it. Is it, is it a reaction to the I Mariano so. Rivera stuff? I, I, I think it honestly is. <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's <laughs> other ways they could... Get warmed up for the game. That seems fine to me. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with it if you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. All right. Bryce Harper stole home on a pickoff throw to first base. It was pretty awesome. Cole Hamels hit him to start the game. And Cole Hamels admitted it. He's like, I did it on purpose. <laughs> and then what happened? He came around to score on a pickoff throw to first. Did you see that one? It was pretty cool. I didn't see it. I read about it, though. Yeah. Very, very awesome stuff. He wasn't wearing the eye black. This was a night game. But Bryce Harper's. His, uh, it's fun to watch. Worth the price of admission. I'm not sure if you guys are. It's a ringing endorsement. I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored him. now. He's, he looks like he's going to stay there forever now. Yeah, I want to I watch him. I, I turned it on, and he was up last night. And what do I see him do? He bunts. He bunts. <laughs> I, I don't want to see, see Bryce one. Harper bunt. He has a violent, <laughs> violent swing. <laughs> he stays back for a while, and then he just kind of explodes. Uh, he's going to be fun to watch. Chris Davis, I guess this, this qualifies as the craziest thing. Chris Davis became the first American League non-pitcher to get a win since 1968. He's also the first player to go 0 for 8 in a game that he pitched in since 1920. Through two scoreless innings, and apparently he pitched in college. He was throwing like 90 miles he per was. hour. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was, a, it was much more impressive than uh, Darnell McDonald, yeah. who took the mound for the Red Sox in the end. He gave up an Adam Jones three-run <laughs> homer. That he was, was he was staring down the umpire, too. With was his, he? With his 84 little loop ball going outside the zone. He was like, really? come on, man. That's what it looked like to me. I mean, <laughs> You're not going to get any calls if you're, no. if you're Darnell McDonald. Uh, and Emilio Bonifacio has 27 hits this season. Scott, they're all singles. What does that do for his fantasy value? Well, it doesn't help it. I mean, it, his main value is stealing bases, which he's providing plenty of those. So I'm not... I'm not particularly concerned, but obviously I would like to see some doubles and triples in there eventually. Yeah, I mean, he does have 14 steals, so it's almost like half of those singles are, are kind of like doubles. And if you're in a points league, they're like triples. Ah! <laughs> Two points are a steal. <laughs> All right, here we go. Nando, these are guys who homered twice in one game over the weekend. Tell me if anybody jumps out to you. J.J. Hardy, 
Ryan Domit, Tyler Green, Hunter Pence, Willian Rosario. I think the Tyler Green one jumps out as, like, you know, the Sesame Street one of these guys does not belong. <laughs> the rest, in a good I think, way or a bad way? Uh, not in a good way. I don't okay. know. It's Tyler, it's Tyler Green. He's, he's not at the same level as Hardy, Domit, Pence, and Rosario in my mind. Uh, that's I mean, just me. I know, Al, I know Al's a big fan, and if you look at the minor league track record, you can understand why. I mean, there there was the comp like fifteen homers, fifteen steals. Uh, I, I'm hoping performances like this will help Green become the everyday second baseman because it's not like Daniel Descalso is going to do anything for fantasy owners. Um, so I I mean I think there's I think there's something worth noting there. Will and Rosario, you can kind of say the same thing. Although Ramon Hernandez is off to a pretty good start. Uh, uh, Rosario is the future at that position and has more power, so I think more fantasy value ultimately. So Scott's depressed about his podcast league team, but he was like straight up pissed off on Friday. When, oh, I saw that when Chris Sale was uh, relegated oh to closer duties, he sent a, a note to the message board like, "I don't have Chris Sale, but I feel bad for who does. This is awful." And they're doing it to protect his elbow. He went deeper yeah. than that. You were like cursing the White Sox manager. <laughs> it wasn't just this is awful. Pull that. It was I hate the White. It was it was really angry. It was a two sentence message. <laughs> <What's> not, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't exactly go off the deep end, but he yeah. wanted to. I could tell. I did. I was I was pretty angry. And and I mean I I read about them. Okay, protecting his elbow. He's feeling elbow soreness. I, I get that, but if it if it's to okay, we're doing this to protect his arm because we think it's so valuable and and all of that. It's not going to be valuable if it's a reliever, you know. I mean, it is going to be valuable, but not nearly as valuable as it could be. Not so valuable that it's worth protecting to this extent. I mean, why not? Any time a young pitcher comes up and feels a twinge in his elbow, why not just stick him in the bullpen? Always oh, valuable. We got to protect him. You're, you're wasting that value, though. I, it just it just bugs me because he was off to such a great start. It seemed like such an easy transition. He looked like he was going to be their ace for the next however many years. And now all of that's completely out the window because his elbow felt sore one day. I, this could be, like you said, it could, this, this could be the start of a trend. Maybe this is what these – maybe they moved Steven Strasburg to relief when he came up and he felt a little elbow soreness. He would have missed a season with Tommy Johnson. Oh, okay, except three closers are on the DL right now because they just had Tommy John surgery, and another six are on the DL for other injuries. I'm just saying maybe. I try, Don Cooper <laughs> is one of the greatest pitching coaches in the game, and I think if he's, if he's behind this, I don't know if he is for sure, if this is an organizational but, thing or what, but I, I, I trust that man with whatever he does. And, and the thing about it, the way they're talking, it, it makes it seem like this is permanent. Like He's already one of the best left-handed. We know he can be one of the best left-handed relievers in the American League. We're going to make him one of the best in the game now. So it makes it sound like they're just giving up on this whole starting thing altogether, which if they're going to pull him after one sore elbow, uh, that that's what it would suggest to me anyway. Two words for you here. Jonathan Papelbon, right? Isn't this well, what the Red Sox did with him? Th- no, that was the case of Papelbon saying they, they tried to make him a starter. He said, you know, I really like closing more. So they made him a closer. But they didn't do that because they were worried about his shoulder and how how that would how starting would it was it was it. mostly because Papelbon wanted to do it that's what I understood at the time and and that clearly isn't the case with Sale he but was he's angry took it, but no but he he did take it in stride he said well, I want to start I want to start but I, <laughs> but the next best thing is being out there in the ninth inning and close that was after he had twenty four hours to reflect on <laughs> okay, it okay good well I, if know. I were him I would have requested a trade 
Wow. I would have. And I know people don't like athletes getting uh, doing stuff like that because, you know, their lives are supposedly theoretically awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> Scott is fired up I today. know, man. This is but weird. But that's – I mean, it's, it, 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 it messes up his potential earnings down the line. He's clearly capable of starting and doing a good job of it, and you're going to make a lot more money as a starter. So, I, Yeah, but people know that he can start. I mean, if you're the GM of the Braves, say, right now, and you're looking for a starting pitcher in a few years, and he hits the market, yeah, like, but oh, why not sign Sale and make him a starter? Well, because that's harder to do if, he has, if, if he's already established as a reliever and a closer. I don't know. Yeah, man. I, they just did it this year. You just tell him you're starting again. Want to start, dude? Come play for the Braves. You can start. All right, I well, don't think it works that way. We're going to move on. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get uh, plenty of Chris Sale emails because now people are going to have a surplus of closers and they're going to want to know what to do with him, who to trade him for. But he's already on. It's not like you can go pick him up and now you've got a Right. A I mean, he's going to be a good closer. I just feel like in most leagues, as good as he was doing as a starter, oh, that's sure. where his value was going to be the greatest. We want you to follow us on Twitter at CBSFantasyBB, Facebook.com slash CBSSportsFantasyBaseball, and send us an email Fantasybaseball at CBSI.com. You can also send it to fantasybaseball at CBSinteractive.com or I believe fantasybaseball at CBSI.com should work now. So uh, fire away. All right, we got bullpen news and then a lot more to talk about. Here's the rest of the bullpen news. Houston Street's on the DL. Who's going to replace him? Kashner, I'd assume. I mean, I don't think Gregerson's. Kashner's throwing 98.3 with his fastball this year. Seems to be the closer I'm waiting. Seems to be the closer I'm waiting. Yankees closer situation. They have not determined officially if it's going to be Robertson or Soriano. Both of them will probably get some save opportunities, but going back to what we said Friday, if you had to own one, probably still Robertson, right? I guess. I think his stuff, <laughs> it has to win out. And, and you know what's weird about this? And this is going to sound like blasphemy, particularly to He's a couple of Yankees Rivera. fans. Yeah. As a fantasy option, I think Robertson will be better than Rivera. He'll be. That's I mean, crazy. He might, he yeah, might be one of the top. Agree is, with you. I completely agree with His strikeout rate is, by comparison, is off the charts. Fifteen I mean, it's what's, per nine. Yeah. Well, if you're only pitching an inning, you know what's the difference between well, two well, or three What was the difference between Craig Kimbrell and Mariana Rivera coming into the season? About four relief pitcher slots, so or, or four spots in the rankings. So I, <laughs> that I, Robertson has the same advantage over Rivera that Kimbrell had over Rivera, right? And I think he's going to be a top two or three closer when all said and done. I couldn't necessarily say that about Rivera. And, you know, we've got to watch that Phil Hughes situation here because Pettit yeah. made his rehab start. wasn't very good on Sunday. And Phil Hughes actually pitched well, and he's throwing like 95 now. He changed his approach through some good change-ups. Uh, he may stay in the rotation. I know we talked about that on Friday. Right. We'll see how it plays out. Heath Bell demoted. Mujica got the save Sunday. Shisek... It pitched three innings, I think, on Friday. Right. Is that yeah. why Mujica, you think, got the save on Sunday? Was oh, it just man. an availability thing? I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I thought it would have been C-Sheck. I thought everyone thought it would have been C-Sheck. And now it's Mujica getting the saves and those late-inning opportunities. I mean, he, he, was, he was the one who bailed out Heath Bell, and he's the one who pitched here. I mean, three innings on Friday. You can't pitch one inning on Sunday. And that might be enough. <laughs> Why would you make him pitch three innings on Friday if you weren't going to use Mujica for one inning yeah, on Sunday? Yeah, it seems strange. And, and that might be enough to just – if you're, if you're playing a league deep enough that, you know, there, there are going to be saves on the waiver wire sometimes, you might just let C-Sheck go because it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term thing with him anyway. They eventually want to get Bell back in there. Uh, and then if he's not the, the surefire source of saves while Bell is out, I don't know. Javier blew another save. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Thoughts? I'm a little worried now. <laughs> I am. I, I actually dropped him in the podcast league. For? For, uh, oh, for Doug Fister coming off the DL. Drop him for Robertson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm not I, I put in my claim for Robertson. Really? Well, you, you picked up Robertson, didn't you? You gonna you gonna drop? No, I don't him think I picked Garano? up Robertson. Oh, okay, maybe I, I think you did. I think you did. I gotta I gotta flesh out my leagues. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta figure out. <laughs> if you did, you're I lucky got too man. many. Yeah, it might have been the podcast league. You drop him. You know what you it is? Drop him for Garen. I'll go pick up Robertson. I I would actually do that. Okay. In fact, if I have him, I'll make that deal. Well, I'll make that move. <laughs> I'm gonna try to pick up Robertson too, just so you know. Dang it! <laughs> but I'm he's gonna, gotta be. He's got to be picked up by now. Yeah, by you. By you're you. going to drop him for Garrett. I'm not going to drop him for Garrett. I'll pick up Garrett for someone else, though. <laughs> okay. Garrett's got a bunch of... I, I think Garrett's rattled by this whole hit-in-the-face, twisted-my-foot thing. Maybe. Maybe he's rattled by everyone saying, what's-his-face, Kenley Jansen deserves the job instead. Well, uh, we'll keep an I eye on that. I think he's better than that. I think he is, but he can't keep blowing saves. Santiago Casilla blew his first save. It was an unearned run. Unearned run. Uh, I'm assuming we're not too concerned about this. Nah. All right. Uh, Rafael Dolis got the save for the Cubs Friday. Would you drop Guerra for Dolis? No. No. Dolis is closer number 30 on the <laughs> list of 30 closers in the majors. He's, he, he's not good. You look at his, his uh, ratios in the majors and the minors. He's like Carlos Marmol, almost, <laughs> almost as bad control-wise, except he doesn't have the strikeouts. Let's say you're desperate. You're in a deep league, Dolis or Rafael Soriano. That's tough. Uh, I'm confident enough from Robertson that I probably would go Dolis. See, I think Robertson could get used in some middle inning situations when Girardi needs him in those high leverage, you know, three to two in the seventh inning kind of things, and he'll just use Soriano to shut the door. That's just my that's my theory. So I maybe if Robertson I, if Robertson's going to get the lion's share of saves, I'm okay with that. But I don't think he'll get all of them. Well, this is a case where Rivera's gone for the year, and it seems like any time a manager has has not gone with one solid closer, it's never lasted long. I mean, eventually one guy emerges as the guy, and yeah, I, I can't guarantee it's going to be Robertson, but it's it's going to be one or the other. I feel like. Uh, Latroy Hawkins got the save for the Angels because Scott Downs got hurt, and then Hawkins hurt his finger. So Downs hurt his knee, Hawkins hurt his finger, and the Angels' bullpen is kind of a mess right now. What do you guys make of that situation? Oh, Jason Isbrighausen lurking in the shadows there. <laughs> you know who I like even more than him? Ernesto Frieri. Yeah, Frieri. Great timing now on that yeah, trade. Just Well, actually, when they made the trade, I was like, yeah. That's you what know, we said this, on Friday might, when Al said that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't here. But, uh, but but do you like Frieri or Jordan Walden? I mean, I, I <laughs> see, the thing about the Frieri acquisition was before I was saying, well, they don't really have a guy with closer stuff other than Walden, so it's got to eventually go back to Walden. I can't say that anymore. Frieri, he might be, uh, we might be colliding with the inevitable here in Frieri taking over save opportunities. Okay. I mean, I'm looking ahead, but if you're desperate for saves, that's uh, definitely yeah somebody to look into. I got two interesting uh, quotes from the weekend to sort of explain some very good performances. The first one is from Jason Hamill, who's 4-1 with a 2.09 ERA, and he just pitched well at the Yankees and at the Red Sox, and now he has the Rangers at home. 
Uh, quote, I really decided that end of last year it was really time to make an adjustment. I was getting my teeth knocked in for about four years straight, and I decided it was time to make an, adjust- an adjustment. I went down to the bullpen in Colorado and focused on pitching there, learned how to pitch. Why is he only started in 49% of leagues? He's got Texas at home. We've got to start him this week, right? I mean, I know he's facing the Rangers, but Hamill's been so good. Hey, people remember those four straight years. That's why he's only started in 49%. You, would you start him this week? Uh, yeah, it depends on who I'm playing, stuff like that. I'm just he's – not, he's not one of my favorites. I'm starting him. I know and Scott I, likes and I, I wasn't starting him, but then I had to drop Jake two-star Jake Garriena in the podcast league to pick up a substitute outfielder for Desmond Jennings. And so Hamill went in. But, look, I'm buying Hamill. I, I mean, in addition to learning how to pitch or whatever – uh, he has a sinker now, and that's like his bread and butter pitch. And and we've seen when that pitch is is good, it it can take a guy a long way, and it seems to be going that direction with Hamill now. Here's Dusty Baker on Johnny Cueto. Quote: Early in his career, he'd always have that bad one inning where his emotions would get out of whack, but now he's learned to settle himself down. All right, Nando, I like that. I like hearing something like that. I can buy that a player mentally got sharper, and now he's better. Yeah, you learn as you grow, and. You know, all of that. He, uh, you know, people, I keep getting these Cueto things, like lots of strikeouts. Cueto doesn't have a lot of strikeouts. It's, I don't know why, I don't know how he got that reputation as someone who gets a lot of strikeouts. Maybe because he came up with Volquez and they're just like, look at these two young flamethrowers, but. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He I throws just, hard. I just thought I'd add that in there as an asterisk. He has the stuff. Yeah, it seems like he more. should get strikeouts, but he's been around long enough that you can't expect that. Yeah, 180 <laughs> pitch, 132 strikeout kind of guy. It's, it's yeah. strange. It's strange he got that reputation, though. I don't yeah. know why. And now it's time to look at the performers from over the weekend, the pitchers who aren't owned in all that many leagues but are pitching very well. Uh, And we're going to say who's buying these pitchers. Okay, let's start with Paul Mahalem. Three straight wins, three runs over 18 and a third. But his ERA is still over five. He's owned in 7% of leagues. He has Atlanta this week. Who's buying Paul Mahalem? No, I'm not. I'm not either. Okay, Jenmar <laughs> Gomez, 2-1 with a 2.82 ERA. He makes this list again. He's owning 10% of leagues. I'm buying him even less than Mahalam, because at least Mahalam's had some years with ERAs under four. Gomez is... I, I still see him as more like a AAA pitcher. I'm, I'm, a, I'm buying a little more Gomez than, than Mahalam. A little bit more. I mean, it's still deep. It depends on how deep you go. Uh, Drew Smiley, I know you've, you've been... Buying him all year, Nando. Yeah. 29 strikeouts in 28 innings, 1-0 with a 1-6-1 ERA. Look at the opponents he's faced. Tampa Bay at Kansas City, Texas at the Yankees, and the White Sox. So he's had some good lineups there. He's only owned in 65% of leagues. He's at Seattle this week. Could be a good week to get him. It's, yeah. it's Every week's a good week to get him. I don't know why, yeah, I don't know why it's 65%. He kind of seems like this year's version of, of Brandon Beachy. Storyline isn't exactly the same, but... Great strikeout-to-walk ratio, both in the majors and the minors. And uh, you are going to have to watch him at the end when his innings get high. But right now, you've got to own him. Wade Miley, you buying him? 3-0 with a 2-3-3 RA, 19 strikeouts in 27 innings. He came back down to earth a bit in that last start, and that's kind of what I was expecting to happen. Not a strikeout guy or a low-whip guy in the minors and won't be in the majors either. Starter sit against St. Louis. Sit. Henderson Alvarez owned in 48% of leagues. 2-2 two and two with a 2.83 ERA. He's at Minnesota this week. Starter sit. Uh, he has Johnny Cueto syndrome. Yeah. Throws pretty hard, but his strikeout rate is under 3 
per nine in. That's crazy. Whoa, that's terrible. <laughs> At Minnesota's good though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, he's on waivers in most of my mixed leagues. I feel like, but if if I if I did own him, I I'd, I wouldn't be afraid of starting him with that matchup. Henderson Alvarez or James McDonald, who has 25 strikeouts in his last three games, and he's two and one with a two seven ERA. McDonald's tough. You don't know this. This reminds me of the, like early Edwin Jackson starting days, like like his uh, Tampa Bayish a while ago when he'd have yeah. these three great starts, be terrible in the next one, <laughs> and then have like two great starts, be terrible in two. It's a good thing he's grown out of that, right? He's grown out of that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe not the early, early. <laughs> but it's, this, it's the same kind of idea. And I, I, I want to say like Jeremy Guthrie-ish too, but McDonald has a ton more strikeouts. All right, you got to pick up one, Alvarez or McDonald. I'd take McDonald. Uh, I'd roll the dice with McDonald. I think so too because of the strikeout potential. Looks like fantasy owners are buying Chris Capuano. He's striking out about a batter per nine. He's 4-0 with a 2.21 ERA, 75% ownership. <laughs> Start him or sit him this week against Colorado at home. Yeah, that makes a big difference. There's been a lot of runs being scored at Coors, it seems like. I don't know what's happening to the humidor effect, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's looking Crazy scary games. again. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think I would. Uh, well, no, one start week. I, w- I would think in most mixed leagues I'd have a higher-end pitcher I'd roll with instead on a one start week, but he's not a bad start. Capuano or Smiley, pick up one. Smiley, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, say, look, oh, I wasn't asking the question. I mean, you know what I'm going to answer. I know you're going to say that. But Capuano's owned in, in more leagues. No, he is. He is. And, and Capuano is a situation where I, I'm not completely sure I'm buying him, but you kind of have to pick him up with those numbers. Yeah. Uh, Smiley, I, I am buying more, so I would go Smiley also. Starter sit, Derek Lowe at Boston. He's 4-1 with a two three nine ERA. I'm going to start him. I know he's not exciting without the strikeouts, but... Uh, who was it, Chris uh, Antonetti, Cleveland GM? That's really nice. You go back and you read some of these old news archives about what he said, you know, when he picked him up and why he picked him up. They saw something in him that, that wasn't there last. I don't know. I like him. I'm okay. still scared of him. I'm very scared of Derek Lowe. And let's talk about that uh, Rangers rotation because Felipe Paulino was awesome Saturday night in his season debut against the Yankees. He threw six shutout innings. He struck out six. Four hits, two walks, and he throws gas. Um, 95, 96, you know, pretty darn good. Luke Hoshaver has been terrible. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you guys make of the, of the Royals rotation right now? Polino, by the way, only owned in 12% of leagues. I mean, Luke Hoshaver's sticking around. Paulino's sticking around. They bumped uh, Mendoza. Luis Mendoza to the bullpen, and it's not like he's doing anything to earn his way back. So I, I'm not concerned about either job security, at least not yet. Hoshavar needs to turn things around soon because obviously the Royals still have a couple good pitching prospects in Mike Montgomery and Jake Odorizzi. So, uh, but I think he does have enough of a leash that we're going to see him around for a while. Danny Duffy's the guy I like there. He's still pickupable in a lot of leagues. Yeah, but but a lot let's, of strikeouts. But let's focus on Paulino here for a second, Fine. okay? okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> I'll go. Right. I'll go sit in the corner. <laughs> that was so rude. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. My bad. All right, idiots. Let's talk about Paulino. Uh, okay, Paulino or James McDonald? Uh, maybe Paulino. Does Paulino? He doesn't still have relief pitcher eligibility this year, right? I think he's just starting I don't know. pitcher. I don't no. know. I, let's assume. No. I think. Uh, I think he does actually. Really? Okay, let's assume yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm not positive, but I think he does. 
Yeah, I, I used to. Uh, Joe Sheehan used to be Felipe Paulino's biggest fan in the world, and swore up and down that he would get more strikeouts than a lot of pitchers who you'd think would would beat him in that. So, just going on Joe Sheehan, who did, did troves and troves of research on this. I think I'm going to say Paulino had a McDonald. <laughs> a I man's mean, entire go- year of work comes down to that one question. <laughs> 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 I think I go McDonald here, uh, particularly after just one start for Paulino. But uh, Paulino's definitely interesting. All right, three up, three down, rotation, then we'll do the injuries. Three up, number one, is Mark Reynolds. Two home runs, six RBIs, six hits over the weekend, and he walked four times on Sunday. Wow, it took us a long time to get to three I up. know, I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday. Monday shows are nuts. Uh, he's only started in 49% of leagues. You want to ride the hot hand now with Mark Reynolds? Yep, that's Mark Reynolds. You ride the hot hand. You're lucky you're getting it like here, you know, towards the end of the week with just the two home runs yeah. instead of the four. Yeah, uh, as Drupal Cabrera, three up number two. He's hitting 385 over his last 16 games. I found this interesting. He's, he's on fire, and he's still only the eighth best shortstop in head to head. He's 11th best in roto. What's up with that? He missed a little time. Well, yeah. Okay. The, the counting stats the might not reason. be there. That's probably it. Good call. Uh, all right, well, what do you think about him overall? So you get for yelling at me. <laughs> well, he's clearly not going the Aaron Hill route like I thought he might after his power surge last year. Um, hasn't shown a ton of power yet this year, but yeah, that might not be such a terrible thing in the long run. He's getting the doubles, uh, he's hitting for average, getting on base. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy with Asdrubal if I own him. Brian Dozer will be Minnesota's shortstop going forward. And by the way, Justin Morneau is on the DL, and that's terrible. But uh, well, at least it's with a wrist. It's not a concussion thing. No, but the wrists are are wrists are bad, aren't they? I think it was at him and Worth. Yeah, uh, with oh, the Worth. no, but I mean with the wrist that they already had surgically repaired. Is it both oh. of them? Yeah, yeah, both of them have had wrist surgery it's and the same now wrist, have yeah. new wrist injuries. Although Jason Worth's is much much worse. Yeah, Worth's out a while. Morneau, we're thinking how long minimum? I, I mean, yeah, your point about wrists and you, you can't swing a bat if your wrist is hurting. It's as simple as that. So I, I, it seems like a short stay, but um, I, I could see it becoming longer than we think. Worth is, I mean, it's, they don't even know if you need surgery yet. Obviously, that could it, it could potentially be season-ending, I would think. And, and then on top of that... Um, Sometimes players coming back from broken wrists, it, it seems to take them a long time, like a whole year to get back their power, and Worth's already 32. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't mean to be an alarmist, but we might have seen the last of Worth as a high-end fantasy option. Boo. That being said, if he doesn't need surgery and it takes six weeks to heal, that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> so just never mind. Yeah. We'll what do you see. think? What do you think about Brian Dozier, Minnesota's new uh, I think he's a bad hitter. <laughs> overmatched is the word I think I used here for a little while. You're going to hear with him. For so we're not going to rush out to pick him up. Mm, not even in AL only leagues would I rush. No. Fair enough. Casually. <laughs> yeah, I might casually put in a claim if I was short a middle infielder. All right, three down now. Three players trending down. Jamile Weeks is struggling, and he sat Sunday with tightness in his groin. He has Toronto and Detroit at home. Uh, starter sit, Jamile Weeks. I'm still starting him, and I got him in a couple leagues. I'm still rolling with him. All right. because I don't want to replace him with Brian Dozier. Yeah, Adrian yeah I mean, it depends what's out there, obviously. 
I would be inclined to sit Weeks probably, but I wouldn't want to replace him with Brian Dozier either. Uh, with JJ Look, Hardy, Brian Dozier, twenty thirteen, might yeah. be very very good. That's he's just. I think I don't think he's that green. young, is he? I think I don't think he's he's played much. They're making a huge deal out of this in Minnesota. Like our savior has, has arrived. Oh I just like goodness. to go with what the beat writers are saying. Everyone's ex- this is like Zach Cozarty. When they were really? calling for Zach Cozart to come up, they're excited in a, in a Zach Cozart kind of way. Gotta get excited about something. Some, yeah. Somebody sees something I don't there. Uh, all right, Adrian Gonzalez, three down, number two. 0 for 8 Sunday, just two home runs this year. Anybody concerned about Gonzalez? Not really. Okay. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's one of many. Pujols, Teixeira, Bautista still hitting under 200. Still not ready to worry about any of those guys. Scott Rowland is three down, number three because he's been so bad, and Todd Frazier in very limited at-bats has been good, will he steal at-bats from Roland? I, I, I could see that going either way. I could see Roland just holding on to that all year and them just giving him the faith that he's Scott Roland. Maybe he'll turn it around, whatever. I could see Frazier slowly taken away until you're in a platoon, and then Roland you know, like gets hurt or something. Is there any chance Todd Frazier becomes fantasy relevant? I think there's a chance. Uh, I mean, he has power. He can be a pretty good hitter, I think. Uh, doesn't walk enough for my liking, but uh, I think in, in deeper NL-only leagues, he might already be worth picking up, and, and then if he does end up getting starting at-bats, uh, yeah, I could see him being better than, say, a Chris Johnson. No? Okay. Uh, then let's look at the rotation. Five pitchers, other than the, you know... <laughs> Ten we've already talked about. <laughs> Josh Johnson could not get out of the third inning. And it was in San Diego, for goodness sake. And his ERA is 6.61. He's at Houston this week. Starter sit him, first of all. I guess start him. Yeah. Josh Johnson. Johnson or Capuano? Johnson. Johnson uh. or Smiley? <laughs> I'm pretty. I, you I don't an know. evil look on your face when you well, ask me. Smiley's that. at Seattle. I think I might go yeah. Josh Johnson still. Ooh, as much, I, but I wouldn't have to make that decision. Why? You wouldn't I wouldn't put myself in that position. That you know, you, 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 have, you, the, have you live Josh in this Johnson? fantasy land where you <laughs> can never have any difficult decisions. <laughs> I, look, I answer all the other questions, but I, in, a re, in reality, I'm not going to have a, a roster choice come down to Smiley and Johnson. It'd be like you know, Wei Yin Chen, Johnson, or Smiley. I'd put Wei Yin Chen on the bench. You know what I mean? Like I. I don't think I'd have a, a lot of Cliff Lee, Roy Holiday. Well, Josh the thing Johnson. is, you know, I ask, I, I would ask somebody like Smiley or Johnson because Johnson's a guy you would have drafted pretty early, and he's I struggling. Know, I know. And Smiley's a guy you would have picked up off waivers. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> just explaining my thought process here. <laughs> so, um, so Nanda yeah, I would start Johnson. Has, has terrible bench pitchers and really good starting pitchers <laughs> is what we've learned. I have here no bench pitching today. <laughs> all hitters. I'm, I'm all about bench pitching, so I guess. I guess I'm the guy to ask. Would you consider benching Josh Johnson this week? Yes. I Are you would. worried about him long term? Uh, Ozzie Guillen starting to express some concern, and I know Ozzie Guillen concern only goes so far, only carries so much weight. But yeah, and and the concerns I don't remember that they were anything specific. But this has gone on for a long time now, and I, we've seen like what one good start. Yeah, the Mets game. I'm to the point now, probably. I I mean, uh, assuming you do have options where I would probably bench Johnson until he he puts together a couple of good starts and I feel like I can trust him again. One through ten. How worried? Um, Four, maybe five. Like a two. Okay. 
Irvin Santana, 0-6. He did have a pretty good start against the Blue Jays. Struck out 10 in eight innings and allowed three runs. He's only started in 36% of leagues, and he's at Minnesota. Starter sit this week, Irvin Santana. Sit. Everything Scott just said about Jocelyn <laughs> is what I think about Santana. See, and about I, having I feel, to string two or three together. I feel like I'm just argumentative today because I would actually start <laughs> Irvin Santana against the Twins. He has strung together a couple of nice starts here, even though he hasn't gotten the wins. So I feel like he's back on track. Right, Mike Miner certainly not back on track. <laughs> Giving up 15 earned runs over his last two starts. One through ten, Nando, how worried are you about Miner? He's owning 77% of leagues. Uh, I'm not really worried. Disappointed at like a six. How's that? Okay. Scott? Oh, I had a decision between dropping the one-star Miner, who I wasn't going to start, and the two-star Arietta, who I was planning to start. Oh, I and think I we know how this ends. the two-star Arietta, but it was close. Because you have I, more I, faith I, in Miner long-term. Yeah, and because I figured if I dropped Miner, somebody would pick him up for sure. I feel like I feel like that's still the 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 general perception that Miner's a good mixed league caliber pitcher. This is like six degrees of Jake two start Jake Arrieta. Right <laughs> every every player we brought up has somehow come back to Jake Arrieta. Look, it was it was a real head scratcher this morning. Um, Ubaldo Jimenez, Nando, your boy. My boy. He was great against Texas. Yeah. Seven innings, two hits, five walks, six strikeouts, and no runs. All right, he's at Boston this week. By the way, Boston is horrible at home for some reason. Um, 88% ownership, only 41% of people are starting him. What I do think, you think? I think it's, it's not the safest move, but you know, if he's sitting on your bench, you're going to miss starts like this. How do you handle a guy like this who seems to be so inconsistent but could be great at times? Keep him in there and bounce him out with, uh, you know, a role this Chapman, Kenley Jansen types to keep your ERA and whip down. All I'm right. Not, I'm not even convinced he's great yet. The five walks still. I mean, it's a one-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's, that's, just, that's a whip. It's still a whip of one. Yeah, it's a whip of one for this game, but it doesn't. He's had some very good starts, though. Well, he's had I, at haven't, least two. I haven't seen one very good start. It seems like the good starts, he's walked a ton of guys. and that, Is that what he did on opening day? I feel like you either that or the strikeouts were low. I mean, okay. I'll good start. I I have high expectations for my good stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least six. But innings. he's not a number one pitcher. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And a bunch of strikeouts and not many walks. <laughs> More not many walks than strikeouts. Some pitchers I can live without the strikeouts. All right, is it time to drop Clay Buckholz? His ERA is over nine. He's owning seventy five percent of leagues, and he faces Jimenez this week. Yes, drop I'm, him. Uh, yeah. I'm picking him up on a gamble in some leagues right now. People are dropping him. It's happening everywhere. If, if I had the choice between Minor, Arietta, and Buckholz, <laughs> I would have dropped Buckholz. Would you drop him for Felipe Paulino? <laughs> That's probably a little deeper than I'm willing to go. I think I'd hold on to Buckholz. I'm not starting him, but I got him on my bench for at least another – until either he says he's injured or he turns it around. Drop him for Henderson Alvarez? No. Mm, that's closer, but probably not. Let's try to run through the injuries quickly here. Cliff Lee will pitch Wednesday, so start him. Jason Wirth broke his wrist, and he'll be out a while, as we mentioned. So what happens in the outfield there? Our boy Tyler Moore. I'd like to say that our boy Tyler Moore would stay up there, but I get the feeling it's going to be like more, you know, more Xavier Nady, Bernardina, Ankeel. Well, they could put Nicks out there, right? Yeah, Nicks. And they could but then play again, Moore LaRoche, first. LaRoche is also LaRoche. a little banged up, so Nicks might be playing first. Moore can also play first. There's uh, just I, I think it's a case of too many guys. Nick's one's not going to emerge. Uh, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. I'm sorry, Lance. Or, yeah, yeah, Lance, Lance is on the Phillies, Phillies yeah. and he uh, 
and he he <laughs> Ruan, That's okay. Nando is just rolling. I, just, I, nice. I, I, I set him up for that. The <laughs> I set him up for that. No, I got confused because he's the one Mix who uh, played first. <laughs> he's the one who tried to throw out Bryce Harper and uh, in the yeah. game last night. And he used to be a national. So. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, my my apologies. Anyway, uh, Nady and Bernardinia and yeah. Keel. All right, I'm embarrassed. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, Al thought Prince Fielder yeah. was on the Brewers like, <laughs> the other day. So Desmond Jennings left early Sunday with a knee injury, um, and if he misses time, it'll likely be Matt Joyce, B.J. Upton, and Ben Zobris in the outfield. And you might want to sit him this week because that that one looks scary. Again, you're not going to have too much time to make the decision. Um, Aubrey Huff expects to come off the DL Monday. What happens there? Uh, uh, it looks Sheerholtz gets the squeeze, maybe. Maybe, yeah. They're saying they're saying Huff. They want him in the outfield. He's going to be an outfielder going forward, which encourages me for Brandon Belt's sake. What but about Lance yes. Nix? How does he fit in here? <laughs> 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 All right, Sean Figgins relegated to the bench. So who gets a boost here? Liddy Seager. Seager is going to be playing. At least all the time against righties. Uh, Carp also is going to be playing in left field regularly. Uh, I, I would think uh, Seeger has some low and mixed league viability. Carp not quite as much. But, you know, if Seeger starts getting at bats against lefties too, his value is just going to rise from there. Bobby Abreu is a Dodger, Nando. Yeah, good for him. Fired up. Rah, rah. <laughs> Donnie Baseball. Uh, Collected old Yankees. Abreu or Dozier? Uh, I think Dozier's going to get every day at bats. I might actually go Dozier on that one. Abreu or Johnny Damon? I think I'd go Johnny Damon. Corey Lukey, is his elbow injury worse than we thought? Yeah. They are, they detect, I always want to say URL damage, but it's (laughs) use, I can't even think of what it is. UCL, ulnar collateral ligament, so UCL uh, damage, which... (laughs) you would think would require Tommy John surgery. they they got to do another MRI after the swelling goes down, but I've already cut him in a couple of shallower leagues, and I've seen him cut by a uh, few other people. So, uh, yeah, I'm already turning the page on Corey Lubke. It's sad. Hey, on one league, I had Sale and Lubke. It was a rough weekend. What do you mean? You got a closer. <laughs> That's true. I had... Like four closers already, though. I didn't need another closer. Now I just, ended, trade up in, value, trade I just chips. ended up having to drop one of them, I think. For Arietta. For Arietta. I think That's it so was weird. for <laughs> For two star chick Arietta. Uh, Mark DeShera, if you're looking for an explanation for his struggles, he's had bronchitis since the second week of April. I don't think that's helped. And Miguel Bautista is replacing Chris Schwinden in the Mets rotation. Does anyone care? Yeah, Bautista sometimes is actually kind of decent as a starter. But like in a five, two-third innings, six hits, three runs kind of way. Six whip. But manages to get wins. <laughs> he, he stays in long enough to get the wins and keeps him in the game. NL uh, only head-to-head, I could see it. But even in NL Roto, I think he's going to destroy your ERA and whip. So I wouldn't bother. Doug Fister has a two-start week. He's at Seattle and he's at Oakland. Are you worried about the rust or would you, would you throw him in there with those matchups? I'm putting him in. Okay, Chris Young felt sore swinging a bat Friday. Do we have an update on Arizona's Chris Young? He's not, uh, not going to be back this week, I don't think. Keep waiting. Daisuke Matsuzaka scheduled to make a rehab outing today. Is his return coming soon? I would think so. I don't know what you mean by soon. I'd say within the month. He's just going to go right back into that rotation? I'd assume, yeah. 
Buckholtz. Buckholtz. Dubrant. Buckholtz could be hurt. Bard's still on the fringe, I feel like. Yeah, that's an Bard's easy move. perpetually on the fringe. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's not. He, but he's the, is he the closer? Or <laughs> is he in the bullpen? Yeah. Bard is, we'll, we'll see how that shakes the, up. The problem is I Bard's think, getting I better. I think the Red Sox should trade him for Chris, Chris Sale. Sale. Well, there you go. <laughs> Coco Crisp on the DL with an inner ear infection. Ryan Zimmerman should be activated Tuesday. Jason Bay is not close to a rehab assignment. Daniel Hudson is progressing, could be back late this month. Matt Kemp had tightness in his left hamstring. He did pinch hit on Sunday. He has played in 392 games. That's the longest active streak in baseball. Uh, but you do want to kind of keep an eye on him if you're, if you're in daily leagues. or you know you got to make a roster decision today. I mean, if you had Matt Kemp... Start or sit this week? Start. Start. One okay. pinch hit appearance from Matt Kemp is as valuable as four at-bats from uh, Mitch Moore. That's kind of what Adrian Beltre has been proving lately because he's been pretty good pinch hitting. Um, but he should be in the lineup today. That's good news. Josh Beckett, not a certainty to make his start this week. And Carlos Gomez is on the DL. Does that make Niger Morgan worth adding? No. <laughs> Aoki. Well, then nothing. I would I would take Aoki over Morgan if this is the case. I just Morgan's batting like one sixties, destroying teams that still own him. Well, we need some more Tony Plush. Yeah, you know, less Niger Morgan. Uh, all right, let's see if we have time for a couple emails. Charles in Detroit, dear fantasy baseballs, two Yankees, a Brave, and a Marlin. Which two relief pitchers would you start this week? Ten team head to head league: Bard, Santiago, Casilla. Ciszek puts Mott David Robertson. Oh, man. Um, okay. This is a lot of relief pitchers. Well, Bard's starter, <laughs> so if you want to go that way, you pop Bard yeah. in there. I don't, I don't trust Bard in a one-start week. I would... Uh, well, Cassie and Mott are the only closers on the wall. Putts, yeah. I guess. Puts. Puts. Uh, I think I'd go Cassie and, and Puts because Mott... There are, the Cardinals have been scoring so many runs. Mott's opportunities have been kind of few and far between. And Robertson eventually, I think, is going to be one of your top two, but there's still some uncertainty there. So I'd sit him. And then Dan, a Mattingly fan from New York, says he has too many outfielders. He always makes the wrong call on who to start and sit. I think it would be best for me to just set a standard default lineup based on objective quality. And yeah. <laughs> I would appreciate your analysis who I should start every day. He's in a daily league. I, 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 I agree 180%. I, what have I, you been I, setting it on before? There, I, there's well, kind he's of this, been mixing it up. There's kind of this moral dilemma every time I write the hitting planner or the hit parade, as it's now called, in that I recommend people start them for these one-week matchups when most times I'd never – actually take that approach with any of my fantasy teams. I just start my best players all the time. Okay, then who would you start here if you have to pick, I think, four of these? Uh, uh, Hunter Pence, B.J. Upton, Jason Wirth, Yoenis Cespedes, and Bryce Harper. We can take Wirth off that list. Yes, we can. Oh, that's a good point. Well, there's your four. He also has Brett Laurie, Eric Hosmer. <laughs> Oh, he also has Brett Laurie, Eric Hosmer, and Jason and Jesus Montero alternating at utility. Should I be starting the fourth best outfielder over all of them? No. You know no. what? I think he has to start three of these outfielders. So Pence, Upton, Pence, BJ Upton, Suspedis, and a Harper. I would go Pence easily, and then Upton and Suspedis over Harper because Harper still needs to prove. Uh, he still needs to prove he deserves to start over those other three. Yeah, I'm with Scott. Bingo. And do not start 
Bryce Harper over Lowry, Hosmer, or, or Montero. Please. Yeah, that's a lot of. I wonder if you're going to be changing man. your tune soon. I don't think I am. I don't know. Even if Harper, even if over Montero, crazy. maybe. Well, over Mont, I, I could see. Yeah, I could see starting Harper over Montero at utility. But uh, is that he's still going to have Hosmer and Lowry? He's got to do something with, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is a lot of. Uh, yeah. I think you need to trade for some pitching, dude. He said he's been <laughs> trying to trade. He hasn't found any takers yet. Thanks, everybody. We're done for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a Monday recap. I think we got 13 games today, so it should be a pretty full show tomorrow. And we'll take more of your emails, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. For Nando DeFino and Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. See you.